Well, everybody, welcome. This is the first edition of the New England Journal Collection podcast with your co-hosts, Sam and Stavros. Happy you could join us. Uh, This is a new venture as part of our journal collection of websites, currently the New England Travel Journal and the New England Seafood Journal, where we take you with us as we explore the New England region, both through travel and at quite honestly, our favorite restaurants, which are usually seafood restaurants. Uh, This is our first podcast. We're going to try to do these once a month, once every six uh, weeks to keep everybody in the loop, tell you what we're doing, what we've done, and what we plan on doing in the future. And at this point, I'm going to welcome in my co-host, Stav. And uh, this is something for us, Stav, that started, what, last May, and it's continued to grow, and we're excited about how it's going to move forward. Yes, definitely. Uh, thanks for the uh, in- thanks for the introduction, Sam. Uh, like Sam said, super excited to start the first podcast of what we hope to be uh, many that come this year in a full series uh, to outline our um, adventures and to document all the cool places that we see in New England and all the delicious seafood that we eat. Um, yeah, so we started last May. Um, as all good ideas and all good. Uh, adventure start uh we uh came up with this while drinking some good beer and eating uh some really uh really inexpensive appetizers <laughs> yeah uh, so uh let's let, before we dive into sort of some of the places that we've been we've done a lot of traveling around new hampshire lately um but let's let's even take it further back introduce our listeners to to who we are and how we kind of got started together. So I'm from Connecticut in New England from the moment I was born, been traveling around the region. Um, but you you have an interesting story, Stav, coming from Greece. We met in third grade when you came to our hometown of Plainville, and uh, it's it's kind of grown from there. Yes, and I would say that the most interesting part about it is when I first met Sam, we were both – maybe eight about to turn nine years old and I remember that the first thing I ever learned about him aside from the fact that he was one of the few kids in our class that liked to play soccer was uh the way he introduced himself was hi I'm Sam I like lobster (laughs) which I do not remember that was his first tagline that's the first thing I remember about the kid and coming from (laughs) Greece I had never really had lobster so I didn't really know what it was and I just remember Sam, as being this kid that I associated with soccer and lobsters, whatever those were. And he would not stop talking about the lobster festival that happens at the Mystic Seaport every summer and how his family would always go there religiously. (laughs) And as we became closer friends, he kept trying to invite me, kept trying to uh, take me with him, trying to get my family to go join his to go. And we didn't really know the area. We didn't know Mystic too well. So we were trying to explore and figure out like our own thing to do. And we said, eventually we'd end up going there. I still have not gone there for the mystic seaport festival, but maybe this year we can, uh, we could get there. I know you were there last year, I think Sam, right? Yeah. Well, I went to the, uh, the mystic eats, uh, festival, uh, right, that's last, what uh, last September. Unfortunately, the, the lobster festival actually, uh, that they did Memorial day weekend at mystic is, is no longer, up and running so uh, that one you might have missed the boat on but there are <laughs> there are a number of other 
festivals. There's a chowder festival that Mystic does in October. And uh, mm-hmm. that's a, that's sort of the stuff that we're going to try to let people know about as we uh, continue uh, forward with the podcast. So um, before we talk a little bit more about um, who we are and introduce you to us, uh, you can follow New England Seafood Journal and New England Travel Journal both on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow the Travel Journal on Instagram at New England Travel Journal. We're closing in on a thousand followers, so we're really excited about that. If you are following us already, thank you very much. If you're a future follower, welcome aboard. Uh, Facebook, just search us on New England Travel Journal. As far as seafood goes, uh, you can find us at any seafood journal on Instagram and the New England Seafood Journal on Facebook. And it's it's quite amazing, uh, at least I find it amazing, Stav, the response that we've gotten on social media uh, since starting these these websites and these social media channels and just how excited people not only in the region are but people outside of the region are about uh new england and about the seafood and the events and just the entire culture that the region uh produces yeah i think it's very interesting i know that on the seafood journal social media pages we've gotten a couple of followers from overseas uh there was at least three that i saw from japan and a couple from um, I believe it was India or Pakistan. So someone from Australia followed us recently on one of the ch- on the pages. Exactly. So it's definitely it's something that uh, people are interested in and they want to see more of and they want to get more information on. Uh, one thing that Sam um, mentioned a little earlier about our social media pages, you could link out to our websites where we not only just post pictures of our uh, of our outings of our of our meals. We also do full write-ups on the restaurants and the locations that we visit. And um, we try and give as much detail and information for people that are um, curious and want to go back to the places that we've gone to. Now, what's what's the most interesting thing that you've discovered uh, since we started doing this? Now, I'm, I'll, I'll take the answer first because I know I, I mm-hmm. threw this one sort of at you. Um, so to give you a second to think about it. But I feel like... I've noticed a lot more things that are happening in the New England uh, region, even just locally to us in Connecticut that I might not have been aware of, uh, whether it's uh, food truck festivals or uh, different celebrations around Christmas time. Mystic does boat lighting. Um, Essex has a boat lighting uh, event as well. Uh, different hotels or restaurants that are opening up the, the, uh, the Breer Briar Inn is a new rest, uh, hotel and venue that just opened up uh, on the North Shore in Massachusetts. Just it's to, it's amazing to me finding all these different locations um, that continue to pop up and all these events that have happening for a number of years that I didn't know about and I'm super excited to know about them now. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. It, we're becoming more in tune with everything that's going on around us that is you know, stereotypical New England. Uh, I I was most surprised by going to all these seafood restaurants. So I've grown up with my parents where every single weekend we would, uh, especially during the summer, we would head out either to Rhode Island or we'd go to Massachusetts or we'd go all the way up to New Hampshire, um, never all the way up to Maine with the family, but we'd go all the way up to New Hampshire and we had all these set spots. We had all these set beaches that we would go to and all these set restaurants that we would go to every single time. And we weren't aware of other restaurants or other beaches or other, you know, festivals that were happening very close to where we were always going. Um, and now 
I think it's definitely opened up my eyes to everything that's happening and everything that, you know, like you said, all the new places that are opening up, it's all, there's all this new excitement with social media being a thing now, as opposed to 10 years ago, you're pretty much instantly notified when a new restaurant opens up, like you said, Sam. And I think it's great. And I'm super excited to try. And I wish we could visit every single seafood restaurant in New England in one year. It's a very lofty goal. It might happen when we're <laughs> retired, but for right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I've also found it amazing the the passion that other people have uh, reading our articles, commenting, um, talking with, you know, interacting with us on social media. A great example is um, our, our friend on New England Travel Journal, who's a photographer contributor from Maine, Susan Bell Photography. Um, we sort of stumbled across her photos going through it and she now contributes to us. And, and there's just so many of these people who take photos, who visit places, who just like us and like those of you listening, uh, have that passion for New England and want to share their experiences. It, it's an amazing, uh, it's really, a, a, you know, even though New England, I think, I don't think, I know it's six different states. There's just this, everyone feels kind of like they're in it together no matter where they are and they want to share what's unique about their region or part of the uh, region. I completely agree. Uh, we have had a very a very strong support, especially on the travel journal side. Like you said, Sam, our, our contributors, we have now more than a handful of contributors mm -hmm. that send us pictures constantly of everything going on in New England, whether it's, you know, at this point, some events or uh, Susan, especially with all those great shots of, uh, Maine and the lighthouses and uh, the seacoast and everything that's going on. It's it's just, um, like you said, the community is alive and it's thriving and people want to connect in New England. People outside of New England want to know what to do uh, when they come here. Like the two women from Australia that contacted us, <laughs> what was it, at the end of last summer that yeah. were asking for tour guides for nine days, I think it was. They yeah. wanted somebody to, to drive them around New England. Yeah, to go leaf peeping. Days, to go leaf peeping and try New England seafood and, and, and apple cider donuts and do the apple picking thing and, and all that great stuff. I, I I guess that was the biggest surprise for me. Like, like you said, all the way from <laughs> Australia before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest shock. That was a, that was an interesting one. All right. So like like we said, we were gonna we've we've done a lot of traveling. Uh, around New Hampshire lately. Uh, so we're going to get into that for a moment, but uh, just a, a quick plug. So we're looking for places to visit and feature this year. So if you want to come, if you want us to come visit, there are a number of ways you can contact us. You can DM us on Instagram, uh, as we mentioned, at New England Travel Journal or at any seafood journal, or you can mention us, uh, you can message us on Facebook, New England Travel Journal and New England Seafood Journal. Just uh, search those or email netraveljournal at gmail.com, Journal at gmail.com or netjournalcollection at gmail.com. Again, you're listening to the first episode of the New England Journal Collection podcast. Uh, the journal collection includes our websites, the New England Travel Journal and the New England Seafood Journal. Uh, Sam and Stavros were the co-founders, uh, the content managers, uh, really were everything for these websites with the help of some uh, great contributors as well through photography uh, so far. So before the holiday, Stav, um, 
you made a trip up to New Hampshire. I go up to New Hampshire quite frequently because that's where uh, my fiance's family lives. Um, but you had an awesome, and I'm super jealous that I wasn't there, but you had an awesome uh, trip at the the getaway houses up in, in New Hampshire. Yes, definitely. So we were trying to find a time to head up towards the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Uh, originally, it started as a gift for my girlfriend. I wanted to take her to the ice castles in New Hampshire, and we were looking for places to stay. Uh, unfortunately, it's either smaller motel-style hotels or you get the ski resorts, which are more on the pricier side. And we had a friend that had stayed in the um, getaway house in New York, but I guess the location is in Pennsylvania. Um, it's it's a little weird how they how they label them because the getaway house Boston, which is the one that we stayed in, was actually located in Epsom, New Hampshire. So the title doesn't really correspond to the actual location, the physical location of the getaway house. Uh, but it's it's this great little tiny house where uh, it it's all inclusive. You have a queen size bed right next to. A, an enormous window that's the size of a wall that looks straight out into the woods. Um, we happen to be lucky enough to go when the landscape was covered in snow. You're pretty much looking straight into the woods. It's private. You don't really see other people, but you're close enough to other sites. There was about 25 tiny homes on the grounds of the getaway house in Epsom. And the only time we ever really noticed the other homes there is at night when we had our fire lit to make our s'mores and we could see the other little fires at the other campsites, at the other sites, the other tiny house sites, or when we were driving through. Um, so that was fantastic. We got up there with no issue. We ended up going to Concord for dinner. We went to the Barley House. Um, we got that as a recommendation from some friends that we made at the Valley Artisans Handcrafted Gifts in pretty much in the dead center of Epsom, New Hampshire. Um, we stopped there to buy a couple of handmade wooden gifts. We wanted an ornament for the tree. We wanted a couple other small things for the house. And we were talking to Bill and Cheryl that night, I believe. And we asked them for recommendations for restaurants. And they directed us down to Concord. And they said, if you want a uh, great pub tavern for awesome burgers and good beers, go check out the Barley House. And it's located directly across from the uh, New Hampshire State Capitol House. The view is awesome. We got there late at night. It was all dark, but it was because it was before the holidays. Everything was lit up with holiday lights, which made it that much better. Um, so we enjoyed ourselves there. Uh, the very next day, we got up, went back to the Valley Artisans uh, to thank Bill and Cheryl. But it ended up being a different Bill and Joyce there that day. Um, and then we were asking them about seafood places. We were going to go to a seafood restaurant down the street in, I believe it was Rye, New Hampshire. But the second bill that we spoke to told us if we're not uh, opposed to driving. Actually, sorry, the Rye, New Hampshire is where we ended up going to Petey's Summertime Seafood. He said that they have the best clam chowder because they're one of the few restaurants left around um, in the area that make their own clam chowder. It's all homemade. And they've won awards, I believe, in 2014, 15, and 16 for best clam chowder in New Hampshire. Um, all this is captured in the various articles um, spread out between the New England Seafood Journal and the New England Travel Journal websites, which you could read up on all of them. Yeah, um, just 
just following along with you guys on that trip when you were posted on on our uh, Instagram page and, and stuff like that. It seemed like even though you're only, what, a couple, two and a half, three hours away from because where we are in Connecticut, it's uh, we're both in in smaller towns, but uh, we're neither of us are far from Hartford and the hustle and bustle of of eighty four and rush hour traffic. But uh, your trip up there really, uh, for those looking for that, it really gave you a chance to to get away. And even though it was a short trip, just unwind and kind of you know put everything behind you for a little bit, which I, I think a lot of people who go up to that White Mountain uh region are, are looking for it it's just uh for my trips up there and i, I would think you might agree it, it's it's a it's a different way of life from how we live in some parts of connecticut especially in the hartford region uh where we are people are move about a little slower they're uh like the folks that you met and got rec- recommendations from i find the same when i'm up in littleton new hampshire uh people are much more willing just to talk to you for a couple of minutes give you a uh, a recommendation rather than just uh, bustling off and, and going about their, their business. I completely agree. Everyone that we met was super, super nice. They were willing to talk to us. They took time out of their day just to kind of ask us where we were from, what we were doing, what we, we, what we liked. And um, that's how we got all the re- those both, both of those recommendations for a good dinner on the first night and a good lunch the next day. Um, and that was the whole point of our trip. Um, we both get particularly busy before the holidays for work. So we just needed some time to kind of get away from everything. And that's the whole motto of the getaway uh, business is you go and you unplug and you relax and you just spend time with whoever you want to spend time with. Uh, they even have, when you get in the room, they even have a small little wooden lockbox that you can put your phones away into. And then it actually says on top, put the phones away and don't touch them until you leave. Which, which you didn't do. Which I definitely didn't do because I had to keep the <laughs> New England Travel Journal updated <laughs> with but status posts. But it was it's, for good it's reason. Great. It's great. It looks like no TV though, right? Nothing like that. Absolutely not. You're there. They have a couple board games for you. They have uh, a small little library with about 10 books. You can bring your own books. They recommend that. They have a little satellite radio that you could listen to, you know, tunes. It's great. It was awesome. We took some fruit and some snacks. We took some wine and champagne and we just had a we just had you know a great little um, and and what's time. great is it from the pictures it looks like you have the you just have this big window that lets you look outside right with the bed right next to it so when you wake up the first thing you see is just the the woods around you absolutely the, yeah the the bed is framed by the window it, it's it's the size of one of the walls in the tiny house they just took out that wall and put a massive window you do get privacy because all of the windows around the whole tiny house have um, blackout shades. So if you want to be private later at night when the lights are on, you could uh, roll those down and then you have your privacy. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's fully serviced. There's a little small fridge. There's a stovetop. There's a range. Um, it's all electric. There's a sink. There's a full functioning bathroom shower. They even provide um, natural shampoo soap body wash whatever you need conditioner um and it's great it's fully stocked they even have snacks you could buy we happened to dig into like the they have tate's cookies we grabbed a couple of those there was some really good tea that we enjoyed um and the kitchen's fully stocked plates cups mugs everything you need and they also have a little care package for you when you get there they give you a 
a package of s'mores that you can make on the campfire, which is yeah. right on your site. You have two Adirondack chairs and a small picnic table if you want to spend time outside. We happened to go, it had snowed the few days prior, but then that morning of it rained a little bit. So everything iced over. We didn't spend much time outside, but we did make the bonfire. We enjoyed the s'mores. And then um, the very next day we were on our way. There, the tiny homes also do come fully air conditioned and there's heat. And everything honestly, you need. Yeah, you don't need anything more than that. The, the window by the bed was the best part. And you could see pictures of this <clears throat> on our New England Travel Journal Instagram page, or you could go to the website to see the full article. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Epson, New Hampshire, where this is located, isn't too far from Littleton, where, where I go quite often. And, you know, you're, you're talking about going up to the White Mountains, and th- there's just so much to do in and explore in that area. I know uh, you were talking about maybe we could all take a trip up there at some point. Uh, if you haven't gone up there, uh, just the list of things to do. There's the... Uh, of course, there's Mount Washington. There's a number of ways to, to get up Mount Washington. There's other uh, little hikes. This time of year, skiing and snowboarding, huge. Uh, Cannon Mountain is a big one. Um, that's where some of the Olympic uh, skiers, Bodie Miller, that's actually where he uh, he started skiing up in New Hampshire. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just an amazing part of, of the region because – there's all these little towns like Littleton's a great example. It's the traditional New England main street. You, you, you go right down at their shops, all, all um, locally owned shops. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, there's a white mountains jam uh, where uh, a, a gentleman who lives in the region, he decided he wanted to start selling the jam he made and he sells tons of different uh, types of jam. There's a, a great brewery pizza place called Shillings down on the, the river uh, there. They also just opened a new restaurant in Littleton, the Littleton Freehouse uh, Taproom and Eatery. Uh, so there's all these, and you, and you mentioned Concord, New Hampshire, which, which is a similar type town. There's just all these places that you can explore and it's such a nice mix i find in new hampshire um between these towns where you can go into the shops and explore and eat good food and then the nature the 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 hiking in the summer or the fall the snowboarding and skiing in the winter uh or if you there's just so many great things to do a great place where i we love to go uh, my fiance and I, when we're up there, is we love to go up to the Mount Washington, and for just forty bucks, if you don't have, if you don't already have cross country skis, you can get a trail pass and cross country skis, and you can go out there on the trails through the woods across the big golf course they have, and just you ski around, and you get these huge views of of Mount Washington, and you know that that's a great alternative for people who. Like myself, I don't downhill ski or snowboard, um, partly because of the cost, but this is a great way. There, there's just so many different options. You can get out there and you can do the cross-country skiing at a more affordable price and still get that winter New Hampshire feel that you're, that you're looking for. It's, there's just so many places to, to explore up there. And really, we could do a whole podcast uh, talking about a five-mile radius of, of New Hampshire and, and the options you have up there. <laughs> yeah honestly it sounds great I, I 
would be so down to do cross country skiing. It, um, yeah, you've done the downhill, right? Yeah, I snowboard. I snowboard. Yeah. I have not gone yet this year. It's been a little bit warmer in New England. We haven't gotten much snow. I it's think been bizarre, in, huh? In fact, we've only I've only had to snowblow the driveway twice all year. It's now January twenty seventh, which bizarre. is a good and a bad thing at the same time. Yeah, I'm 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 with you, Sam. That's what I say every time when I go to work or I'm leaving work and it's end of December, beginning of January, and you walk outside and it's 45 or 50 and there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, well, we're, we're recording this podcast. This is the uh, New England Travel, or the, you know, excuse me, the New England Journal Collection podcast, episode one. This is Sunday, January 27th, uh, and it's supposed to be about 43, 45 degrees today. I mean, I know we had it a few days ago. It was, what, negative 20 with the wind chill or something like that, but yeah. A couple days later, it was 55 and raining, and now we got 45 degrees. And theoretically, if it wasn't so wet out, you could play golf today. <laughs> you, I mean, if, if you wanted to brave the brave the elements. I mean, this would maybe not – I don't know. I'm, I'm a weirdo when it comes to golf, but this would be warm enough for me to play if the courses were <laughs> in good enough rash. shape. Yeah, hey, I would join you. <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's just it's bizarre, but there, there still are if the, the like those parts of those farther northern parts of New Hampshire, there is still um, some snow on the ground. And I know some friends of mine were up skiing up in Stratton, Vermont, and uh, they said the conditions were good um, despite the warmer temperatures and some of the rain. So there still is that opportunity to get the um, the winter wonderland that you're looking for. Um, so. Advertisers, partnerships, uh, we're looking for it all. So if you want us or if you want us to come visit, as we mentioned, there's a number of ways that you can contact us. You can DM us on Instagram at New England Travel Journal for the Travel Journal or at any seafood journal for the New England Seafood Journal website or Facebook. You can just search New England Travel Journal, New England Seafood Journal, or uh, via email, any travel journal at gmail.com, any seafood journal at gmail.com, or any journal collection at gmail.com. Uh, all ways to get in touch with us. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to work on uh, whether it's setting up a time to come visit or uh, a phone call to talk about um, your site and then putting something together from there. Uh, We're looking, we'd love to work with you if you're interested in advertising, whether it's on this podcast, on our social media, on our websites, partnerships, collaborations. If you want to share some photos with us, Um, even if you're interested in doing some writing, uh, you go somewhere cool and you want to write about it, um, let us know and uh, we can work something out there. So we're we're really open up to all options. Uh, So this is, as we've mentioned, the New England Journal Collection first podcast. Um, we're going to do these every month or six weeks. Uh, you can find them on our website. You can find them on sports country, uh, radio. Thanks to Gene gums for, uh, letting us publish and broadcast them on there. We're going to try to get them on iTunes. we got to figure out how that works as well. Um, we want to finish this podcast up, uh, by talking about what's coming next. What are we hoping to accomplish? What are we hoping to share with people? Um, as we move forward, not only with the podcasts, but the social media channels and the, and the, and the websites as well. Right. Like you mentioned, Sam, so we're launching the new England journal collection website shortly, which is going to be a launch site uh, that directs you to the new England travel journal, new England seafood journal, and um, any of the other many new England journal 
journal website, social media pages that we're going to start pretty soon. Um, and aside from that, as you mentioned, that we have started our podcast series. We're going to be starting a YouTube channel pretty shortly uh, to just to document all the trips that we go on. Um, and then as far as other plans for the year, we do plan on visiting uh, all the seafood, not all the seafood festivals, as many of the seafood festivals as we can for the year, as long as we're able to. Uh, any other... Yeah, some people might have some wedding commitments during the Boston Seafood Festival weekend. <laughs> and I'm not talking about staff, so we'll we'll let everyone figure out who that is. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Still can't <laughs> figure it out. Uh, anyway, so another plan is for us to do a trip down the Connecticut coastline just to see what's going on there. Check out, there's a lot of great seafood restaurants right on the Connecticut coast that we do not want to miss out on. We've been to a handful of them already, but we want to do just uh, one more run through, try them again for our sake. We want to enjoy that seafood. Lobster Landing, when it opens <laughs> up, that's the place. The lobster rolls there. You, what, you went there at the end of December, middle of December? Yeah, so I, we went December 29th, I believe, and they closed for the season the 31st. See, I didn't realize they were open that long. I thought they closed around. I think they were only open because the weather was, the weather was warm. Yeah, warm and mild, like we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah, so that's coming up. Um, and then the journal will also be enjoying a nice long weekend at the Cape in early June. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that, Sam. If not, that's all your call. So, <laughs> uh, Well, it is as part of a bachelor party festivities, but we're sort of a, a tame group in the sense that we're more interested in, you know, we'll play a little golf, Cape Cod baseball. Uh, go to the beach, play our yard games, and of course we're gonna we're gonna. You know, I don't know how many people say they they're gonna go on a working bachelor party, <laughs> um, but we're gonna actively be taking photos and uh, documenting hopefully some fe- seafood meals from our, our our trip out there. So there's there's that as well on the travel side. Um, I've been trying to track down. So this great new bakery that um, my aunt and uncle helped design a website for called the Black Walnut Bread Company in East Hampton. Uh, they recently opened their doors in December. We're trying to track down a story with them. This is a place to get this. They're, they've been open for about two months now. They're only open Thursday through Sunday. And without fail, every day on Instagram by about eight o'clock when they're open, I see a post saying that they're sold out of bread. I mean, this place is just, it is pumping out happy customers. It's remarkable. Wow. We need so, to uh, go pay a visit. Maybe yeah, help so bread. <laughs> we're, we're working on uh, setting up something with the owner Christian over there. I know some of the local news outlets have been there already. So we're hoping to uh, hop on that, but uh, yeah, as you said, stuff, a lot of exciting stuff going on here. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to kind of see how it goes. Uh, we're going to, we're going to keep trying to improve, uh, not only this podcast, but, uh, how we cover Connecticut, the content we produce, uh, we're going to keep working on meeting people and, uh, we're going to look to push this thing as far as we can. And we're, we're definitely, I think the big thing we're looking for is not only with this, with this podcast, but we're, we're hoping to really get some video content uh, going this year. So not only can you read about our experiences, but you can see them as well. So you can get a taste of how great some of these places we go are. So you can make your plans to go visit them as well. 
That's a great way to summarize it, Sam. Yeah, uh, very exciting. This is the start of it all. There's more to come, obviously. Uh, and you'll get more of it in episode two, right? Yeah, so this is the conclusion of episode one of the New England Journal Collection. Sam Stav, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, Twitter, not so much, but Instagram and Facebook. And also check out our, our websites, the New England Travel Journal, the New England Seafood Journal. And this is all part of the New England Journal Collection. This has been the New England Journal Collection podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Thanks to Sports Country Radio and Gene Gums uh, for serving as a hosting platform uh, for us. And we look forward to talking to everyone in a little while with some more adventures of New England, some more tips on places to go. And uh, let's do this journey together. 